welcome to Luther's world of cryptids, ghosts, and the unexplained. If you're into strange things that fly above us in the skies, or creepy things that go bump in the night, then you have come to the right place. Much like cryptid creatures or folklore tales, they all have a home here, and so do you in Luther's world. Welcome to chapter 15. Let's get started with, I never thought it would happen to me. Real stories told by the people that had the experiences. First, we're going to hear from Ashley Dumboise as she's going to tell us a little ghost tale. Then we're going to go over to Fuego del Sol and he's going to let us all know about a very strange and crazy night that his family had. What's up you guys? My name is Ashley Dambois. You've probably seen me on AEW Dark. I'm here to tell you, for Luther's Mail, one of my ghost stories. So, when I was younger, my parents had a house where my parents' room was all the way around the corner. It was like a big U-shaped house in terms of where the rooms were. There was glass, big French sliding glass door windows to the outside that I had to pass anytime I wanted to go to my parents' room. And as a child, I was super imaginative, super into ghosts and vampires and witchcraft, which growing up Catholic was not cool, but you know, whatever, you get into things. And I used to walk to my parents' bedroom almost every night and sleep like right in between my parents for years when I was younger. And my mom kind of always expected, oh, around this time of the night, Ashley's gonna come dragging herself through the house and like knock on our door. And one night my mom, I didn't knock on the door, but she heard me talking. And she kind of peeked out and saw me standing in front of the French glass windows. And I was having a full blown conversation with a little girl and her father. And he was holding her hand and they were asking to come inside. And I was having this conversation where it's like, I didn't know how to unlock the door and there's a couple of locks around the door that I couldn't reach. So I said I would try next the next night. And instead of going into my mom's room, I went back to my bedroom. And it happened a couple of times throughout the week until again, I was having a conversation. I started laughing, like hysterically laughing. My mom heard me and she was actually opened the door and came out to me and she was like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And I was telling her the, the new friend I made outside of the window. And I was like, oh, since you're awake, can you please let my friend in? Her and her dad don't have a home. And uh, that was when my mom completely stopped and I wasn't allowed to go to my mom's room at night. And then she tucked me in differently at bed, so I had to stay away, but my friends were not allowed inside. And my mom was freaked out because she was like, there was no one outside the window every time she watched me have these conversations. What's up guys, I'm professional wrestler and the master of the Tornado DDT, Fuego Del Sol. And today I, uh, I don't have a paranormal story for you, but I have a really weird story. Probably the most complex and strange experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, this was last, like the end of November 2020 and I was at a job and I got a phone call from my wife back home. And she is in dead tears saying someone had just broken into our house. So I immediately rush home and see all the damage. And when I saw the damage and what exactly happened, 
and mapped out what went down, this is the story. So 7 o'clock in the evening, my wife is just sitting there with my two kids. One of them's asleep on the couch, one of them she's holding. And out of nowhere, just randomly, she hears a just big banging on the door. Bang, 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 bang. She immediately gets up thinking, oh, who's, who's at the door? Before she can even get to the door, the man starts banging on the window. Right? Then he starts circling the house, banging on every window around the house. He gets to the back door and he picks up one of our lawnmowers and starts throwing it at the back window. She immediately calls her dad who lives two blocks up the street. I'm at work 30 minutes away. And she's like, hey, someone is trying to get into my house. You need to get over here right now. So immediately he hops in the car and starts heading over. But as that's happening, she stays on the phone with him as the man continues to go around the house trying to bust windows and get into the house. Eventually he gets back to the front yard and takes a stick and starts jamming at our window. It's a big two-pane style window, so it's, it's very long and very easily breakable. He eventually gets it, gets it broken completely, and she's standing there with a child in her arms, freaking out. Still on the phone with her dad, and she's letting him know, oh my god, he's almost in the house, almost in the house. Then, this man dives through the window, cuts his hand up, bleeding everywhere, starts bleeding all over the floor, and starts screaming, help, they're trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. Gets up, run down the hallway. She goes to the door because her dad just pulled up. She, the man starts yelling, don't open the door. Don't open it. They're trying to get me. She knows it's her dad. She opens the door. He runs into my office and shuts the door. My father-in-law comes in and opens the door with a gun in his hand, a pistol in his hand, and holds the man down at gunpoint as she calls the cops. Cops show up five minutes later. They arrest the man and take him away but then I get home and I see just this puddle of blood and blood spots all over my floor and I'm like who breaks in in the middle of the night just not not just late at night just at seven o'clock in the evening and does all this the, there's so many strange uh, just details about this story because there's a empty abandoned house right across the road from ours and so we thought why did he not just go in there if he was trying to hide but apparently he was trying to get the cops caught on him because in his mind, he thought guys were after him. And the reason he thought guys were after him is because he was a drug addict and he had recently snitched on some other drug dealers and drug guys. I don't know exactly the full story or the extent behind it. But then he come back into town to get some drugs and I guess someone said, hey, they were going to tell the people that you snitched on that we're in town. So him being so high, he was trying to get the cops caught in some sort of crazy like I, no one knows what's going through this mind uh my wife when she called me is just in the tears it's oh my god somebody just broke into that and like it's so weird because literally a week before she had woke up in the middle of the night uh when i was going wrestling and she thought someone was breaking in she called her dad over and no one was there she thought someone was beating on the back window no one was there we all caught her paranoid we told her she was crazy that we even made fun of her for a couple weeks just thinking that no one breaks into your house in the middle of the day like that until someone literally dives through our front window. Thank God he didn't try to hurt her. He didn't try to hurt anybody. But can you just imagine how psychotic you must be to dive through someone's window and cut yourself up and not even register that you're cut? Uh, I have some photos of it. This, the, the scene, this picture alone kind of sums it up for me. But this is the puddle of blood he left on my office floor. And it just, uh, it blew my mind walking into this crime scene when I got home.
Uh, it shook my wife up so bad that she still won't stay at the house by herself. But she, for a week and a half, she wouldn't even stay there. Even with me there, uh, we immediately went out and had to buy a gun and just... One of the strangest and by far weirdest experiences of my whole life. And I don't think many people can say they had someone just dive through their window. Destroyed the Christmas tree, the curtains, everything in his pad. Because he thought someone was trying to kill him. And how ironic, because my wife thought someone was trying to kill her. So... Not paranormal, but like, man, there's so many just strange facts surrounding this break-in. It was incredible. And that's my story. I'm Fuego Del Sol. If you have a story that you want to share on the show, film yourself telling your tale, or write it out in full detail and email it to me at luthersworldmail at gmail.com. And we'll use it on a future chapter. Next up is the devil himself, Drexel. This is Defining the Unknown. Greetings and salivations. I'm Drexel, homicidal artist and king of Northwest Hardcore, and I'm here to define the unknown on Luther's world. And today's word of the day is Mogwai. See, Mogwai is the transliteration of the Cantonese word Mogwai, which means monster, evil spirit, devil, or demon. See, when you break it down, the term Mo derives from Sanskrit Mara, meaning evil beings or literally death. In Hinduism and Buddhism, Mara determines fates of death and desire that tether people to an upending cycle of reincarnation and suffering. He leads people to sin, misdeeds, and self-destruction. Meanwhile, Guy does not necessarily mean evil or demonic spirits. See, classically, it simply means deceased spirits or souls of the dead. Nevertheless, in modern Chinese, it has evolved to refer usually to the dead spirits or ghosts of non-family members that take vengeance on living humans who have caused them pain while they were living. See, according to Chinese tradition, magwai are a type of demon which often inflict harm on humans and often lead them to misdoings. So what that tells me is that Steven Spielberg is a damn liar. They're not cute little fuzzy things. And Gizmo was actually the bad guy in Gremlins. Mind-blowing. Luther, back to you. It is time for the paper trail letters sent in by you. Hi, Luther. Hi. My stories are short and neither has a definite explanation. But I wanted to share them. And thank you for sharing them. At one of the houses my mother lived in briefly, my sister and I found a sort of makeshift pet cemetery in the backyard on the edge of the woods. If that wasn't enough, we definitely felt some sort of presence in our bedroom. We couldn't explain it, but it felt like something was there. Then at my grandparents' house, things were even more weird. Our grandma would sometimes accuse us of being out of bed in the middle of the night. She said she could hear us walking in the halls upstairs and around our room, but we never left our beds. Hmm. Then one day, while in our room, my sister and I heard footsteps coming from down the hall. The footsteps stopped outside the door, but no one knocked or came in. So we looked and no one was there. We tried to tell our grandma, but she didn't believe us. We never could get any explanations except from an uncle 
that said he had heard the same thing happen before too. So that's it. I'll end this on a note that you are amazing. Oh, thank you very much. And thanks for mentioning the hotel in Savannah in Chapter 1. That's when I was still doing hotel, Honda Hotels. Um, maybe I'll bring that back sometime. That was pretty fun, actually. That's where my husband and I will be going on our first anniversary. Heather, did you go there? I hope you went there. Um, I hope you do some EVPs when you go there or do some filming. That would be awesome. Um, let me know. Thanks for sending that in. Welcome to the Paper Troll. I am Serpentico, and I'm going to read some more spooky stories. Let's get to it. I have a ghost story about when I was eight years old. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. My uncle was dying of cancer, and I would visit him and my Aunt Martha a lot. One day I went to see him when he was getting really, really sick. My aunt told me to go kiss his forehead and say my final goodbyes. I walked in the room and what do I see? Him standing at the side of his own bed, looking at himself. Ooh. He smiled at me, waved goodbye. I ran and told my family about what I saw, but when they came back in, no one saw him there. Oh man. They said that was a special and rare of me to see. And I will never forget that image of him waving and smiling for the rest of my life. Hmm. My name is Glenn B. and Luther, He's a big fan of you. You're an awesome professional wrestler. And he loves listening to your stories about Chris Jericho. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Hello, folks. It's the Southern Savior, John Schuyler. You've seen me on AEW Dark, on AEW Dynamite, AEW Elevation, and now here I am today reading some of Luther's mail for all of you. And today's paranormal story comes from Daryl, good friend of ours. Twelve years ago, I was going... Uh, Sorry, we'll just start over from the yeah. beginning. Five, four. Hello, folks. It's the Southern Savior, John Schuyler. You've seen me on AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite, AEW Elevation, and now here I am today to read some Luther's mail for all of you. Today's paranormal act. Damn. We'll start. No problem. I almost said paranormal activity because I'm thinking of the movie. Five, four. Hello folks, this is the Southern Savior, John Schuyler. You see me on AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite, and now AEW Elevation. And here today, I'm here reading some of Luther's mail for all of you. Today's paranormal story comes from our good friend, Daryl. My paranormal story is several events over the course of two years. Twelve years ago, I was going through a divorce and moved into an apartment complex just outside of Philadelphia. I lived alone for the first two weeks until I was set up for my kids. During that time, I did a lot of gaming by candlelight. As I did, so I noticed a sound as I did so I noticed a sound of someone sitting down on my bed. I turned to look and noticed a portion was sunk in the in the then rise as if someone stood up. A skeptic by nature, I shrugged it off. I would have probably done the same thing. A few weeks later, I asked my sister to watch my kids while I went on a date to NYC, that's New York City. With a goth chick I began dating. Goth chicks are weird. The kids went to their rooms about 20 minutes in. Uh, my son comes running out, claiming that someone grabbed his leg. Over time, things kept happening. Shadows, turning doorknobs. One night, my girlfriend and I were alone in the apartment and decided that we wanted to run out and get cheesesteaks. Just as we were about to leave, we both... 
Just as we were about to leave, we both heard a loud sigh. As we were driving home, my phone began to ring. I looked at it. It was said my girlfriend's name. I said, really, you're calling me? She says, that doesn't... She said that she doesn't have her phone. It's back at the apartment. It then left a 10-second voicemail, but I heard nothing. The strange thing is, is that the phone was passcode set. How did she call me? Things would happen from time to time. One night, as my girlfriend slept next to me, I felt this weight holding me down and began, I don't know, suffocating me? I couldn't breathe. I couldn't yell out to her right next to me. I panicked and remembered some stupid show like Ghost Adventures where they say to tell the spirit to get out. So, I guess in my head, I demanded it to get out. That it was no longer welcomed, and just like that, it stopped. To this day, little things happen. Door handles, noises, shadows. But the weird thing is, is that my youngest niece says that she talks to him. And is sorry if it's a little long. There's other stories that involve a ghost kid often seen at my friends' and neighbors' houses. I can message you about that down the road. Keep up the great work, both on AEW and on your show, Daryl. Thank you to all my readers and guests, and most importantly, thank you to you, the viewers. If you like the show, tell people about us. Share it, like it, subscribe. And until next time, let the chaos run strong. It's day 